Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. And we are all about the whole person here at Rise Up For You. So if you haven't grabbed your free Becoming Your Best Self startup kit yet, you can text RISE Podcast to 797979. That's RISE Podcast, all one word, to 797979, and you'll be supported both personally and professionally. Now, today's guest is Joanna Kleinman, and she is an amazing life and corporate coach. She's a licensed psychotherapist, an author, a podcaster, motivational speaker, and the founder of Dethroning Your Inner Critic. I absolutely love that title, Dethroning Your Inner Critic. And she is an unconventional therapist and is driven by the conviction that the most powerful life you can live is when you know the difference between you and your inner critic. Let's face it, we all have that little voice and and oftentimes it's it feels like it's working against us. So we had a great conversation about that, about um, really how to um, uncouple from that, you know, how to understand. She has a great acronym called MIND, which we'll talk about, and uh, just, just had a wonderful conversation. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Well, welcome, Joanna, to the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, super excited for our conversation today. So let's dive in. Share a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So um, I am a psychotherapist. I am a life and corporate coach. And um, I am also, this is very exciting and fairly new, I am an internationally best-selling author on Amazon. I launched my first last week and um and and I also have my have a podcast and um you know uh, my my greatest joy really um is just supporting people in thinking um in a very conscious and deliberate way so that they live lives that they love the basis of my work beautiful beautiful well we sure need a lot of that in the world right now (laughs) totally Totally. Well, what's the uh, title of your book? The title of my book is Dethroning Your Inner Critic, The Four-Step Journey from Self-Doubt to (gasps) Self-Empowerment. Ooh, you're speaking our language. (laughs) So I created a method called the MIND Method. M-I-N-D is an acronym. And the book walks um, everybody through um, that methodology, which is really like a, a culmination of my personal 30 year journey in, in, um, in growth and development. And then also my 25 years as a, as a psychotherapist. Wow. Well, I love that title of your book and I know it's your program as well. Dethroning your inner critic. We do need to kick that sister to the curb sometimes, but how do we do it? (laughs) Well, it's interesting that you say kick, kick her to the curb because really this is the basis of my work. We can never, ever, ever kick that voice to the curb because it's been with us for forever. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's actually rooted in a biological, 
biological survival mechanism, right? So every single one of us, men, women, every human walking on the face of the earth, right? We have this moment in our childhoods. It doesn't even have to be anything traumatic, but we have this moment where something's wrong, right? Where we feel in some way like we're not okay. And that's where the inner critic first gets formed. Mm. And it's this voice, really it's the voice that speaks to us automatically all day long from the moment we go to the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed. It's like 50,000 thoughts a day. <laughs> and so, you know, in, in, in my work, right, I've worked with thousands of people. And I think what really is fundamental to all human beings is we listen to this voice. We pay attention to this voice, like this voice speaks the truth. And there, a lot of people, when, when you go through life, you probably experience this with your clients as well. People want to either change those thoughts or they want to change the circumstances of their life so that they can feel better. And what I fundamentally believe is that it's not about changing those thoughts and changing that voice, but rather it's about unhooking from it and the recognition that the most powerful life that any of us can live is when we know the difference between us and that voice of our inner critic Mm. that's really right so i don't call this silence your inner critic banish your inner critic kick that inner critic to the curb right the dethroning piece is the mind is the moment by moment by moment awareness as we are living lives right where we are stepping outside of our comfort zone we're doing the hard things we are um we're really, you know, going for that life of our dreams, by the way, the D step is design your life, right? (laughs) So as we're going for that next action, Mm -hmm. right, our inner critic mind is going to get louder, not Mm -hmm. quieter, it gets louder, right? And so how do we just see it, unhook from it and step into what I call a newly rewired mind so that you're thinking thoughts that are in alignment with the life that you're designing, and you're not, you're no longer being governed by that old mind that's been with you forever. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that distinction because you're right. I think a lot of, um, you know, self-help and personal development is all about like, you know, be fearless, have no fear, step out of your comfort zone. But we're, you know, it's survival. You know, it's like we're wired for it. So it's like, yeah, how do we all, you know, how do we live together? And how do we, like you said, just maybe uncouple from it a bit or understand it or have more awareness around it. Like, okay, this is, you know, not really my truth. It's just that chatter. And how do I move through it? Yes. And, and really what it is, is how do we feel the intense discomfort? It's very uncomfortable, right? I mean, I, I know for me, right. With every, right. Every time I leap into the next level of my life, right. Even if I've accomplished something big, now I'm at the next level after that it's uncomfortable totally and so if we can just be with the discomfort and recognize we don't have to run away from it like our Mm -hmm. right our inner critics want to protect us from that pain Mm -hmm. if we can just be with the discomfort and then just take the next action Right. No matter what it is, we just keep taking the next action and take our discomfort along for the journey. 
that's how we start to all of a sudden have this life unfolding in front of us where we're, you know, we're accomplishing things we never thought were possible and we're getting to new levels of our lives. And it doesn't mean that the discomfort goes away. It's just, we, we learn to, we learn to bring it with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love that. It's so true because sometimes I think people think they need to, um, it's like this big thing, right? This big goal. Back when I was a personal trainer and had my own studio and was coaching people, I mean, they'd come in like, you know, from being on the couch to, oh, you know, I need to go run a marathon. Well, can we just do this? Just drink more water. Like just do the fundamentals, like, you know, starting with the smaller steps that will get you to that point and not thinking so big that it becomes overwhelming. Absolutely. And, you know, to your point, you know, we're, we're taught in our culture, right. To exercise our bodies. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, but what we're not taught in our culture is how to think. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, right. We can deliberately take a weight and do this or, you know, deliberately get out there and, and run and, and, and right. And we can see the effects of our physical bodies, but we're not taught how to think in a way that has us developing different mental muscles so that our minds are really changing the trajectory of our lives. Because I think what so many people don't understand is that everything starts with our minds, right? Our minds, our thoughts create our emotions, our emotions create our behaviors, and then our behaviors is really what produces our results. Right. So many people start with the results. I I wanna get that result, but you got to learn to think in a way that creates different emotions, that creates different behaviors that produces that result. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's all, yeah, it's a reverse engineering for sure. You know, <laughs> it absolutely is always, always. Yeah. 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 Well, what do you, um, yeah. I, I know you said your book has kind of those four steps. I mean, can you share those with us and just, you know, sure. in a little way that it, it can really, you know, help our audience. That'd be great. Absolutely. So yeah. Uh, the M step is meet your inner critic. Okay. So in this step, what it's really about, you know, most people want to, want to, you know, run away from that voice. Okay. I actually teach people to get so intimately familiar Mm -hmm. with everything that voice says, everything, every time it shows up, every time it keeps you stuck, every time it brings up self-doubt and fear and inadequacy and I can't and I'm not good enough and who the heck am I and the comparison, right? So the M step is really about getting so intimately familiar with it that you can spot it on a dime when it's taken over your mind. The I step is investigate the indication signs. I call those the blinking red lights that alert you that your inner critic has taken over. And those are really the emotions, the body sensations, and the behaviors that we all engage in, right? Mm-hmm. When we're in that automatic mind. So those times where, you know, you you want to like, you know, crawl into bed and just, you know, watch Netflix all day. Not, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with watching Netflix all day, but, you know, we're doing it to avoid something. Or we want to drink a whole bottle of wine or we want to like, you know, yell at our partner or, or, you know, like scream at the guy that just cut us off in traffic, right? These are all indication signs 
that there's something else deeper going on. And most people don't use their emotions and their behaviors as the powerful tools that they can be to really teach you and show you about what's going on in your mind. So that's Mm -hmm. the I step. The Mm -hmm. N step is neutralize the never ending message. Because as I said, this inner critic mind starts when we are five, six, seven years old. And so basically it's been delivering the same message to us over and over and over again. We have a 10 year old version of it. We have a 15 year old version of it. We have a 25 year old version of it. We have a now version of it. And it, right. And so we look at a circumstance and we get triggered, right, by the person or the circumstance because ultimately we say, oh, that's making me think, you know, that I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Or this person is making me feel disrespected or disregarded or unimportant, right? Mm -hmm. And we get attached to certain conditions that need to be met in order for us to feel good. So we want other people to think highly of us, or we don't want to be judged, or we don't want to fail, or we don't want to be rejected. And that is exactly what stops us in our tracks, because as we're taking these actions that are about designing our new life, what's inevitable is that we are going, not everything is going to go the way we want it to. Half of life goes the way you want it to, half of life doesn't. Mm-hmm. So when the half of life that doesn't go the way that you want it to go shows up, which inevitably it will, right? Instead of getting sucked in by that never ending message, right? We want to assign different meaning to what's occurring, right? Mm -hmm. So that a failure in our life doesn't mean we're not good enough. A rejection doesn't mean we're not valued enough, right? And we can be with all of the things that we're so afraid to face because we're thinking about it in a fundamentally different way. And, And that leads to the D step, which is design your life. And what I always say is that you can't design a new life with the same mind that got you to where you are in the first place. It's, and, and listen, I'm sure for those, you know, for, for, for so many people that are listening to this, yeah, right. Our minds have gotten us a lot of great things. Okay. But at times there's a cost, all right. In that it's gotten us the results, but the cost is we're not at peace and experiencing joy and fulfillment and aliveness and vitality and love and loving ourselves along the way because we're so focused on getting there. Mm. And then we finally get there and we actually, oh, wow, I accomplished the thing. But we look around and we say, is this all there is, right? right? And so it's really understanding the M and the I and the N step so that you can, right, when that old mind is speaking to you, you unhook from it and you start to intentionally think different thoughts that has you rewiring, literally rewiring different thoughts in your mind that have you experiencing different emotions. And it is those different emotions that have you take different actions that has your life go in a very different direction. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I, everything you're saying, I just love. We are definitely meaning machines, aren't we, as human beings, you know? <laughs> we are meaning machines. All yeah. of us. All of us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. make things mean things that have nothing to do with the truth, but we just, it's, you know, our projection, our perception, or, you know, whatever. But uh, let me ask you this. Uh, recently, you know, there's a lot of this uh, lingo out there like self-sabotage, right? Yeah. We're self-sabotaging, we're self-sabotaging. But then, I don't know where I heard it, but recently it's like, is it really self-sabotage or are we just keeping the patterns and beliefs in place does that make sense? That's, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Mm. So it's, it is right. And, and, and to go back to what I was saying before about like using that same old mind, mm. okay, the self-sabotage, what you're talking about when you say self-sabotage, what self-sabotage really is, mm. is your inner critic mind trying to protect you from perceived danger. Mm. Yeah. Right. So yeah. going back to that survival mechanism, right, we really have this primitive brain that wants to protect us from danger. But now in our modern world, danger, right, what we perceive as danger is really someone's going to criticize us. Someone's going to reject us. We're going to fail. We're not we're going to show up looking stupid. Some, we're not going to look good. Somebody's going to, you know, think this that, or the other. Yeah. And that's where, you know, really. Um, you know, my, my mind method is really about overriding our biological urges and what our actual physical brains are really hardwired for. That's mm. really what self-sabotage is, right? Yeah. It's, our, it's our biological instinct to seek comfort and seek pleasure and avoid pain. I mean, really, right? When you boil us down as human beings, that's all. That's really all we care about. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Be pleasure, avoid pain. Right. And the problem with that is, and I, I'll bet you know this, you know, just as well as I do. When we're going for the life of our dreams, it's not comfortable. <laughs> right. It's not. A lot of times, it's not pleasurable. Right. right. It's actually. It's actually really uncomfortable you know i'll tell you i'll tell you a really a really you know kind of a funny story um you know i i told you i just launched this book right mm -hmm. and um and it was a week before my 50th birthday and i will tell you that the the book launch was probably one of the greatest weeks of my life right it was it'd been a lifelong dream right I, yeah. I i i was international you know bestseller it was like an extraordinary week and then I woke up on my 50th birthday, which was, uh, which was November 17th. I woke up with an elephant sized, you know, fear oh. <laughs> right on my chest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because there was my inner critic once again, right here, I had reached this milestone. And then, and then I, right. I know that I have a lot of things that I'm creating moving forward. I'm getting, I'm climbing that next mountain. Mm -hmm. And there's my inner critic saying the same messages that she said to me since I was seven. Like, who are you? You, you can't do that. You're not good enough for that. Who the heck do you think you are? Yeah. And the only reason why I right now have the business that I have 
is because I've had to dethrone my inner critic every single step of the way and I continue to have to do so. I mean, really, that's why I developed this work in the first place is because really, I'm, you know, I I practice it every day. So I just walk people alongside of exactly what I'm doing to get to the next level of, of, of my life. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because we teach what we need to learn. And, you know, I think that that that's great that, you know, um, you know, sometimes people will will say, like, oh, that person's a coach or that person's a, a teacher and look how messed up they are kind of thing. It's like, I want someone that's been through some messes. <laughs> Who would want a perfect, someone who never had any issues coach you or support you? Because we know through our own journey, that's our purpose to help others. And, and by the way, that doesn't exist. Anybody that tells you, oh, I've got it all handled. I've, ne- I've never been through anything. You know what I'm sorry, but they're, they're, they're in denial or they're lying. <laughs> exactly. It's what, yeah. Exactly. And that's why I hate the term self-made millionaire too, because oh, let's God. face it. We've had coaches, mentors, teachers, something along the way that is, has supported our journey. Um, oh, and it's, without yeah. question. Without question. And the journey in and of itself is just as many failures as accomplishments, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, and and, um, that's the thing. I mean, the Michael Jordans of the world, okay? Mm -hmm. If if you sit down with with the most accomplished and most successful people on our planet and you say, tell me about the journey that it, you know, that it took for you to get here. It's interesting. They will always start with all of the failures. They'll say, well, I did this, but then that didn't go the way I wanted it to, but then I learned and then I took that information and I went here. And they will give you this this journey. It's not a linear journey, right? right? It's like, well, I went from step A to step, you know, Q back to step D back, right? It's, it's all over the map. Right. And so, right. you know, and that's really the thing is if you can just flow with the journey, right? And, and, and just keep going no matter what and keep using every time you think there is a stumbling block, right? It's not even a stumbling block. It's just new information that shows you, oh, this didn't work. Okay. What can I take from this? And what's the very next action? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I love what you said earlier about, you know, what is the real cost? You know, every behavior has a payoff and a cost, right? So what, you know, once you identify, you know, What's the payoff of me watching 12 hours of Netflix? What's the payoff of me, of, uh, you know, not following through on this next goal? Or, you know, yeah. uh, what am I trying to keep in place? What belief, what, you know, um, identity, you know, am I trying to keep in place? And then what's it really costing me? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, here's the, here's the thing about exactly what you just said. I love what you just said. We're uncomfortable no matter what. Okay. So if we're on the side of the fence of avoiding discomfort and not going for the life of our dreams, that's super uncomfortable. And if we're on the other side of the fence where we're actually stepping outside of our comfort zone and going for the life of our dreams, that's super uncomfortable too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'd rather be on the side of being uncomfortable because I'm creating this extraordinary life instead of avoiding the, you know, discomfort and then being in extreme discomfort anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it, right? It's, it's this, this place of, of, um, 
don't know if it's indecision, but just, yeah, not, you know, understanding the deeper uh, inner critic, the deeper, you know, voice that is, because sometimes it's so subconscious, people don't even really, it's not in their awareness, you know, when once it becomes in their awareness, then it's even, I think, harder to, okay, I know it's there, but I'm still listening to it. I'm still allowing myself the same behavior that I know is not, you know, for my highest good. That's it. You know, so many people, they don't even understand that they are separate from that voice, Mm. right? They, They think that they are that voice and therefore they listen to every word that it says, most of which is completely automatic, right? Just like our bodies breathe for us, right? Our bodies make our hearts beat. Our minds just go. We don't tell our minds where to go. (laughs) Right. And I think, honestly, 90% of it, we should not be listening to. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I love this conversation. It's, it's so vital and important when people, um, yeah, kind of get to that point. And I love your acronym of mind because it's, it's uh, always easier to remember that way and be able to go, oh, okay, this is what's going on. You'll bring people back to, uh, like you said, um, understanding it, accepting it's going to be there, but unhooking from it, like detriggering from it. That's it. It's yeah. the unhooking over mm. and over and over and getting used to doing discomfort on purpose. It's a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. I love that conversation. Let's uh, dive into our power questions that we always love to ask our guests. <laughs> so what is one book that's had a massive impact on you? Oh, I mean, there are so, so many. It's hard to choose. But I would say, I have to say Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. Is, mm. I think that is one of the most, uh, that has had the most profound impact on me. Beautiful. Love it. How about a quote that you live by? Mm. (laughs) Um, There is a Buddhist quote that says, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Yeah. That is really, that guides my life because, you know, if we can just sit in our pain, but not suffer about it, we're free. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love simple quotes that are so profound, right? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> love yeah. that. It's beautiful. Okay. So if you could leave the world with one final message, your golden nugget, what would it be? Mm. The most powerful life that you can ever live is when you know the difference between you and your inner critic mind. And if you know how to manage your mind, you have literally won the lottery of life. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before I ask my last question, how do we get your book, find you, support you? Yes, thank <laughs> you so much. So my book is available on Amazon. Um, and, uh, you know, you can just search it, Dethroning Your Inner Critic, The Four-Step Journey from Self-Doubt to Self-Empowerment. Um, I also have my own podcast, uh, which is called Dethroning Your Inner Critic. You can find that wherever you find your podcast. Um, and then you can also, if you are interested um, in how I work with people, because I do work with people both uh, individually and in groups, and I work with organizations, 
So you can find me um, on my uh, my website, dethroningyourinnercritic.com. And I am also on um, Instagram and Facebook, Dethroning Your Inner Critic. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Our last question. As you know, we are Rise Up For You. When you yes. hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say Rise Up For You is learning how to think in a way that has you fall in love with yourself. Because I really do believe that everything starts in your relationship with yourself. And when you learn how to think in a way that has you able to love yourself unconditionally, no matter what your past has looked like or what you are facing, um, again, it is everything. Beautiful, beautiful, Joanna. Well, thank you so much for your time today, your wisdom. Absolutely love this conversation and can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly. And also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode. But until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.